Brad Semitut coming in hot after a piece so short, one can only know that already that he didn't wash his hands. Old Bradley piss hands coming down the stairs, touching everything, getting microscopic amounts of pee all over my I house. rubbed your my ass on your pillow um <laughs> did you hey i just uh i found out about a new website this week uh porn hub <laughs> no i knew about that one <laughs> i'm cool i found out the new website i found out is called nine gag yeah and it's where uh they let you suck off almost perfect looking guys <laughs> nice (laughs) (laughs) thanks man (laughs) anyway let's start the podcast what's up everybody uh it's your parents watch this brought to you by comedy here often you already know my name but i'm just want to let you know i'm here with my co-host key and (laughs) beady nice (laughs) i'm doing a bit this week where i'm already famous and i'm here with my co-host brad semituck special guest co-host filling in for brad semituck well they already know my name so you don't have to uh, I, d- I doubt it. Uh, what movie are we doing? Uh, we're doing a Steven Seagal, I would say masterpiece. Yeah, man. I was I'd hesitant to watch this movie going into it, but yep. Yeah, it's been, a masterpiece. I've been asking to do a Seagal movie for months. And asking you shall receive, baby. <laughs> we got Above the Law. Oh, yeah. I forgot the title. That's Above okay. the Law. Above the Law. It came out in 1988. This was Steven Seagal's first movie. It's about a former special operations Vietnam vet who now works as a Chicago cop and uncovers CIA wrongdoing. Yeah. You know what the movie about my life is going to be? What? It's going to be called Above the Bra. Because you can never seal the deal? Yeah. It's You're about always <laughs> above the bra. <laughs> it's about, um, <laughs> it's about I was, I'm always making out and nothing more. <laughs> 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 <That's everybody>. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was a banger, dude. No, uh, this movie was sick. It's uh, I, I, I mean, I think that th- this uh, definitely falls into the genre of perfect man movie. Yeah, but it's one of the best perfect. One man of the movies. funniest perfect men movies I've ever seen. I, dude, the first like intro montage of this is spectacular. Yeah, the baby picture they show right off the top, so fucked up. Looking. All the, all the. Pictures of Seagal in the past are amazing, but like I just like my immediately I fell in love with this movie because Seagal just like does like voiceover kind of like filling in the past of his character, and he just gives himself the sickest backstory <laughs> on the planet. He's like, "Where am I from? Italy, specifically, uh, Sicily, okay. dopest part of Italy." All right. Also, what's his name? What's your name, Vito Rizzuto? <laughs> Vito Rizzuto. <laughs> His name was fucking tight as hell. Let me pull it up what it was. Oh, Nico. Uh, Nico Toscani. Yeah. Which is like. Sick. Yeah. What awesome. Are, what are you, the guy they hired to shoot Castro? Oh, and then you find out also that his full name, Niccolo. Fire. Yeah. Even sicker. Yeah. I mean, it's just very quintessentially Italian. I mean, Italian. But the, the the first little bit of the movie is just covering that first off from Italy. Second off. Aikido genius. Third off, re- speaks made up Japanese. All the times he speaks <laughs> Japanese in this movie, I don't think he was. I mean, yeah, I kept trying to turn the subtitles on, and uh, but I, they don't have them filled in for the Japanese parts. Yeah, they have it for every other part of the movie, just not that. So just not that. I don't know what that means, but what I think it means is he was just making sounds. I also think it was he was just making sounds. Which, like, how awesome did Hollywood used to be? That seems so cool. Because oh, it's sick. Like these days, you go down to Hollywood, it's just a bunch of guys who you can't tell, you know, what they're into, and they just fucking like do act outs in your face yeah they just smile from ear to ear at you back in the day you go down to hollywood it's just full of italians with beer guts and fucking guns like that would have been way well this is like the sickest this is like the last good hollywood movie (laughs) I would say. <laughs> <laughs> the last good a, movie to come out of America. That's a bold claim. Is that, the, 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 this is maybe like right at the tail end of like when white guy martial arts movies were acceptable. Like <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme was able to push it until like 1995 maybe. Yeah. But like. But that, he was like, you know, he French was or whatever. So you don't count him as white. Yeah. But yeah, man, like just having a white guy be a ninja genius train in Japan. You don't have a lot of that these days. And me personally, it's hilarious. Yeah, I, I like it. I love it. I love to see it because then I just imagine my dad karate chopping. Oh, I know. And it's like this isn't real. Yeah, that wouldn't happen. That it's would never made up. Happen. 
But also, like, also, my favorite part about it, though, is like Seagal does this beautiful thing in his movies where he makes himself a white karate genius guy. Yeah. But also, he makes it so he never has to use karate. No, never. <laughs> Which is like, that's so badass. Well, and dude. he's like, but at, at, at this one, he is kind of giving you a little teaser of his skills. Like, still in that intro montage, he is doing some Aikido. Specifically, he is an Aikido black belt. Yeah, which and I don't know what that is. I it's fake martial arts, and uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but like the whole martial arts scene in this in, in the intro is like you ever see like those fake martial arts masters on YouTube where the guy will just like do like a little wave of his hand and like his followers will just like flip themselves over and all these guys will just be like running at this like big fat guy in a gi and he'll just like effortlessly be throwing him out of the way. I've never. What kind of YouTube videos do you watch? We watch different ones. Let me... I uh, I don't have time to uh, pull this up for you. I can't believe you haven't seen this. We need to get a producer. We got to get, yeah, a Joe Rogan style Hey, fucking guy. producer guy. Pull that up. We should get a producer who's like, you know, three foot nine, like really short. I want a really tall... I want, <laughs> I want like a producer who's like hotter and taller than all of us. Like just so strong and ripped. Yeah, that like would distracting, actually be cool like, too. But I would like to have a little gnome producer, little troll guy producer. He could live under the pool table. That'd be pretty good. Set up a little station there. Yeah, pitch him a tent in the basement. <laughs> but yeah, the the martial arts in this movie and every Seagal movie is just like insane. Like it's so goofy. It's really relying on the other people being like cool with getting flipped before they even get into the fight. You know, like. Yeah, I mean, Seagal is like a, he's one of the rare martial artists who doesn't want to move as much as possible. No, and you see that a lot more in his uh, newer movies. Like, he, he had one that came out in, like, 2015. And if you just watch the trailer, there's, like, a couple sequences of him, like, dispatching roomfuls of guys, like, while sitting down. <laughs> like, he won't stand up and he'll just, like, kill nine dudes with karate chops. It's I mean, so funny. It's the logical conclusion of this shit, because this is when he was, like... Probably in his prime. This, this was his peak. And he, uh, in, in this movie, I think he was 22, which is insane because he looks like 35. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's like, you can just see him not wanting to move his arms too fast. Oh, no. He's like getting pissed off about it like, <laughs> immediately. Yeah, I love this guy. And uh, yeah, he, he uh, went to Japan at 17 to learn martial arts. Yes. Yeah. And uh, like what a hairstyle for a 17 year old to have receding. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just falling out. Well, dude, the, I, I, this movie's just or Seagal's look in this movie is very funny to me because like, you know, we know now that he was very self-conscious with how he looked because he used uh, all the money from this movie to immediately get hair plugs. But oh, I didn't even notice that. Oh, yeah, big time, dude. Like, the difference, because Under Siege, I think, was his second or maybe third movie that he did. And, uh, yeah, he's got, like, a full, like, straight hairline lower <laughs> it's by, like, like, an inch and a half. A centimeter above his eyebrows. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's, like, it's like off-puttingly thick. Like, yeah. it's so thick. I feel like... But in this movie, he looks good. Like, he looks like a regular guy. Yeah. He does just look so regular, and he acts regular, which is why it's so confusing to me. Cause, like, it seems like he had a lot of clout in the movie. The, I, I wrote that down in this in my notes here, too, because, like, the thing with Seagal movies is he writes himself as the perfect man. Like, that's how... Okay, so he wrote it. I, I, I don't know if he wrote it, but I know that he had, like, a big hand in the production inside of this movie. Okay. Um. So I, I shouldn't say that I don't I, I know if I don't I, that he wrote it, but like in all movies, he kind of plays the same type of guy where it's just somebody who's sick and perfect in every single way. And uh, like y you notice it a lot when he's talking to the women in this movie, but he's like such a bad actor and he's very off putting like to me in this. <laughs> he's got a bit of like a drunk uncle energy where you don't know what he's going to do. Yeah. And a bit of a uh, loose cannon. it's just so funny to have somebody like put out that drunk uncle energy. But because of the way it's written, the other people have to respond to him like he's suave and smart and handsome. <laughs> and so he's just like being creepy and like mumbling and slurring words. <laughs> and everyone's yeah, yeah, just yeah. like, oh, Steven. Yeah. Oh, sweep me off my feet. You flatter me, my knight. Yeah. Now defend me. Yeah. It's just it, the reason I think that is because there's just so many like, um, I guess, 
character choices or like not even not even the way the character is but like the way the character looks yeah that to me seem like a director would have just been like no let's not do that yeah exactly that's why it seems like they just let steven have free fucking reign well that's why like they wouldn't let a guy with a ponytail or a mullet or whatever that was become a cop that's what i'm saying dude like these Steve, all the Steven Seagal movies, like I don't know what the story is behind how they get made and all that, but it really feels like. Do you remember like Rebecca Black's Friday? <laughs> yes. You so like the story behind that was there was like this music label where rich kid parents could just like pay them a ton of money and they'd produce a single for their kid. That's how Steven Seagal movies feel, <laughs> where it's, his rich parents are just like producing a feature length film where he's able to call all the shots. Yeah. And everyone has to be like, what? He wants to be a cop with a mullet who wears only black and is an Aikido <laughs> master. Oh, he's paying us $40 million. Yeah. OK. OK. We can make that happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just it's a uh, very insane because it's either like he wrote and directed and produced this, which I for the record, do not believe that Steven Seagal is like smart enough or I cares he, enough to do. Hey, look, I know he's capable, but I think he's just probably too busy. I don't think he could do it. So then to <laughs> me, that just means that like he's just on a regular film set with a director guy who's like losing his mind. And he's just like, fuck you. I'm not cutting my hair. <laughs> In fact, I'm getting more hair surgically <laughs> implanted. <laughs> <laughs> but either way what a pimp dude probably i think it would be i and you know me i'm not an actor guy but i do think you'd be hard pressed to find a bigger pimp in all of hollywood you really would be and you know a lot of people would make the and a uh, compelling argument that he is in fact a loser and not a pimp but like to just like because the thing the thing that you can't say about Steven Seagal is that he evolves as an actor. <laughs> he, he has never done that. This guy figured out what type of movie he wanted to be in in 1988, and he is still in those types of <laughs> that exact same movie today. Yeah, but what I will say in response to the loser argument is there is a very fine line between pimp and loser. Well, yeah, and it's literally I, I, me personally, I think it just comes down to self perception. And Steven Seagal, he sees himself in a gi all the time. Yeah. I mean, it, to me, it comes down to giving a fuck level. Yeah. And I feel like Steven Seagal, he doesn't give a shit. I bet he didn't even check how much money this movie made. <laughs> no. He had, <laughs> he had no need to. He, he knew how much hair plugs cost. And once he saw that number cross over in his bank account, fuck it. The rest yeah. is gravy. I bet you Steven Seagal doesn't even manage his own bank account. Like, I bet he has a guy who holds his debit cards. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, Steven Seagal is a wrangler. If Steven Seagal didn't have a guy looking after him, he'd like just spend all his money on ninja stars every time he left the house. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like some it's it's partly because he doesn't give a shit and it's partly because they have to do that or else <laughs> yeah. there'd be way more Steven Seagal movies. But so we were talking before the show started. This is weirdly one of the most progressive movies I have ever seen. It's easily the most progressive perfect man movie. Without th a that's doubt, ever the most progressive. Created. Like this movie is actually very like. There's no. It covers some shit. There's no racial stuff. No, I no racial like stuff. Maybe there's some woman stuff, but I didn't notice any. The woman stuff is minimal because that's the thing with Stigall movies. Is he is. I get the impression that he's uncomfortable having a love interest. <laughs> I get the impression he does like he he put keeps that to a minimum. Because <laughs> even in Under Siege, like there was like that part at the beginning where he meets the stripper and she's like naked and he uh, just like puts makes her put clothes on and then gives her a submachine gun and then the movie carries on from there. I get the impression from watching his movies that he doesn't know how to kiss. <laughs> yeah yeah i get the impression that he's heard about it thinks it's gross and leaves it at that <laughs> uh, yeah yeah it like and then yeah so there's like none of the, the usual bad stuff or a minimal amount of the usual minimal bad stuff but then there's also a bunch of woke shit in here a lot of woke shit Just, well it's like so anti-cia let's like, get into it a little bit because the movie starts off you have the uh, intro where he becomes a uh, and Japanese Aikido master, and then he gets scouted to join the CIA at 22, straight from Japan. Yeah. How we all know they do it. 
Well, and yeah, which is funny because, like, I think that's how people get recruited into the CIA is, like, you're just at an adult karate tournament. Probably. And then some drunk guy is like, you want to join the fucking CIA? Because that's the thing with any adult at a karate tournament is they would join the CIA. <laughs> They're waiting to be invited <laughs> yeah. to the CIA. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I get- met a CIA agent one time. Did I ever yeah, tell you? Yeah, at a comedy show, right? Yeah, yeah. Front row. Very proud of being in the CIA. She, like at first, uh, they were like, uh, they were like, uh, yeah, I can't disclose my job to you, but I did just get promoted, and that's what I'm here celebrating tonight. And I was like, okay, well, you didn't have to say that. And she had like one drink. I mean, they had one drink, and uh, were immediately just like, uh, yeah, I'm in the fucking CIA. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> it's like I don't even think the CIA is good at being in the CIA. Dude, if I was in the CIA, like. Not even one. Dr- I'd have just a shirt that said, hey, ask me about the CIA. <laughs> ask me about how many guys I've killed. Yeah. Ask me about my new job. Yeah. But it, yeah. So let's uh, talk more about how anti-CIA. This but is. so he, he gets uh, invited into the CIA and he gets sent out on a mission. Uh, I wasn't clear on what the pre uh, the pretense for the mission was. I think it was just some sort of dealing with guys type of deal for the yeah. CIA. Well, it seemed like. I think earlier he said he was in Cambodia and Laos. Yeah, yeah. So I'm imagining that he was in the CIA during the Vietnam War. Oh, yeah, probably some Vietnam-related... Doing a bit of napalm. Yep. The original end. Some good and honorable imperialism. Did you hear that joke I made? What did you say? I said napalm was the original end bomb. I just (laughs) felt like I I needed to call your attention to that. So do you want me to keep that in or what? I don't know. I think think that's a good joke. I like it. You don't think that's funny? No, I like it. All right. (laughs) Well, we'll find out in the reviews, I guess. See what? Yeah, let let us know what you thought of the N-bomb. The N-bomb branch is (laughs) No, I didn't Uh, drop that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so... uh, uh, there's like a whole scene where uh, he he's kind of like the muscle on this mission is uh, like platoon leader is like interrogating a guy using some enhanced interrogation tactics. If and you catch my which trip, which is what our sponsors said we had to call them. Yeah, which is our sponsor Halliburton said we had to say that. Yeah. By the way, we are brought to you by Raytheon. <laughs> and uh, <coughs> but yeah, he flips. He flips on the CIA. He found out that they were torturing. They found out that they weren't even there for good and honorable imperialism, but actually for furthering the drug trade. Yeah, which is so funny. Like, if they were just killing villagers, would he have changed? Would he have just still been in the CIA? Probably. I mean, that's what you know. That's what you know the CIA is about. You don't know about all the, you know, the crack epidemic stuff. Yeah, and the heroin but like I, that's that that just goes to show how woke this movie is. Like yeah. talking about how the CIA introduced crack to black communities is like today that's like wow, you know, that's a woke thing to know. Yeah. But in 1988, Steven Seagal's cracking this wide open. I mean, yeah, it's like it's so crazy at the, to do it in 1988 that I guess people just saw this and were like, "Oh, they really made up an interesting story. Yeah. Wow, the writer of this really invented something out of thin air that I could never have thought Maybe of. Maybe he did, too. Do you think that was what happened? <laughs> that Steven Seagal was just, like, writing the dumbest fucking Steven Seagal movie and just, like, accidentally was super woke? I like, he was trying to paint the government as this big, bad, overarching villain, and then he was right? I don't think so, because it <laughs> seems like he knows a lot, which is very funny to me. The <laughs> idea that Steven Seagal just, like, knows about what what's, what's going on in the world. Steven Seagal's read The Great Heroin Coup. <laughs> That's a very funny idea to me. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and then, uh, like, I also like how it's, I don't even think they specifically refer to crack. I think he just says drugs, which yeah, is, Yeah, like, was just drugs in general. That's woke as hell, because they're, you know, still doing that. Well, and then, like, later on, because he renounces uh, being a CIA officer and then just becomes a noble uh, Chicago PD officer. Which, is, that's hilarious. So funny. To be like, I'm sick of all the evils that the CIA does. I'm going to go be a cop. A good, simple police officer. A policeman. <laughs> yeah. In Chicago. I'm sick of torturing and murdering people in other countries. I would like to do it where I live. Yeah. I'm just homesick. (laughs) That's the only issue I have with being in the CIA. I like McDonald's. I think it would have been perfect if he transitioned from CIA to FBI. Yeah, that would have been sick. A real lateral move. (laughs) 
It's like all the guys at Red Robin who are like, yeah, I'm going to work at, I don't know, Cause going from another burger place. Going from CIA to a police department is literally just like, I want to do the same shit, but I would like to have less power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. would like to be more accountable personally. I'd like to dress in all blue, if I'd, that's possible. I need more bosses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But like he would break, uh, like the first uh, d- uh, drug addicts he busted in on, where he got the lead for the big, uh, you know, drug dealer that kind of sends the uh, plot forward in this movie. Um, but like the first people he busted in on, they're just smoking weed. Yeah, they have like kind of a dirty looking gas station bong, but they're just smoking weed. Yeah. So is that the drugs? Some yeah, some harmless some harmless reefer. You think this a little bit of God bud? We financed uh, Guatemala by selling weed. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I'm going to be pissed off if the CIA has, like, the same strategies I have. Like, oh, fuck, we need some money. Oh, I guess we'll sell some weed. (laughs) I've financed paying rent like that quite a few times. And the CIA is financing international coups. Oh, man. (laughs) So I definitely don't need to go to university is what I'm I'm realizing right now. It's crazy that, like, uh, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's so wild of a stance for a movie to have, an anti-CIA movie with guns. Well, and also just to have it, like, barely, like, to have that be a very much side thing. Like, that's what the movie's about, but really the movie's about Steven Seagal kicking guys' asses. Yeah. That's just, like... But that's such an insanely complicated backstory compared to all other action No, I know, and that's what I'm saying. Like, (laughs) this is so funny. That, like, the CIA are involved in a covert drug operation, and it's like, okay, yeah, sure. Why didn't you just make it a terrorism thing? Yeah, why didn't you make the movie more about that? (laughs) Like, that's sick. Yeah, or just make it, like, some unnamed terrorist, like every other fucking action movie. Yeah, yeah. But that's why you gotta respect the Seagal man. Well, I just think it's so funny that he's casting himself as a star. Like, he's like, no, people don't want to find out why the government's evil and corrupt. People want to see an honorable police officer take down the man. Yeah. And it's like, no, we, we want to see why the government's evil and corrupt. Don't show them the box of rotten apples. Yeah. Show them the two good ones. Yeah, and that's all this movie is. It's yeah. like trying to show how, prop up how sick Steven Seagal is while everything is on fire in the background. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, what's going on there? And they're like, do you see him punching? Yeah. <laughs> Check out how good he is at punching. <laughs> but that's like... This movie should have taught our parents so much. I know. Like, there's honestly no excuse for this movie to exist and for there's to still be, like, pro-government conservatives. Yeah, that's crazy to me. Like, just guys who are like, uh, I support our all of our troops. And also, like, the same guys who love Afghanistan, I also feel would love this movie. Yeah. You know? Or like true. support the war in Afghanistan. Yeah. Would love shit like this. Any guy with a support the troops license plate would fucking cream watching steven seagal oh my god murder guys and that's the thing like do you do you think that this movie is what we need to bridge the left and the right like our country is pretty divided well that's why let me pitch you this okay a white house lawn showing of above the law with steven seagal and at the end of it we killed joe biden and then you're just like yeah, but pay attention to the dialogue. Yeah. Don't watch the action Yeah, yeah, scenes. yeah. We fast forward through all the action, and it's just like, but what's Steven trying to say? In this <laughs> I guess we're just looking into it too much, but it is a little bit, like, confusing to me on a genuine level how people, like, because this was pretty popular, wasn't it, in its time? I mean, like, it wasn't unpopular. I feel like this was just, like, a fun summer flick. Like, it kind of, I don't know how much like cultural staying power it had like i only found out about this movie when i was specifically getting into steven seagal movies so yeah. like it's not like a fucking cultural landmark you know important movie but it made its money back at the box office yeah our parents probably watched it i mean it's just it's a little that's why it's wild like ha- like you just watch this and then you're like oh I'm probably not going to look into any of the stuff he said. No, yeah, exactly. Just going to try to learn karate. And I mean, maybe like that was how this movie was able to be released. Like, I don't know if it was before the internet, before everyone had computers. You're not just going to the library to look up uh, atrocities the U.S. government committed. They probably didn't even have a section for that in the Dewey Decimal System. That's true. But like... I don't know. Maybe that's what it was. People just saw it and they were like, wow, what a crazy premise for the movie. Anyway, (laughs) God bless America. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. That's just it's 
yeah, it's so funny that it just like slipped under the wire. But I guess also you got to consider that every pro like war slash Navy SEAL slash uh, CIA movie is just like way sicker, has a way higher budget. Yeah, it does. The soundtrack's always better. I mean, yeah, but like this movie's pretty sick. This movie's sick, but let me kick you a scenario. You ever seen American Sniper? No. Oh, well, it's just, <laughs> it's a lot more intense than this movie is. Because this movie, I guess, I guess you can kind of get complacent watching this, right? You stop paying attention. It's just on in the background because you're just like, oh, I know what's going to happen. He's going to kick a bunch of ass. Yeah. But in American Sniper, you're fucking locked in. You're like, I hope he doesn't get sniped before he has the chance to snipe. Yeah, it's a thriller. It's yeah. called Tension. Yeah. That's a page out of Alfred Hitchcock's textbook. Yeah. Uh, American Sniper was actually the original Uncut Gems. Ooh. And the follow-up to Casablanca. Was it? Yep. I don't know what that um, one was about. You know, another way in which this movie was overwhelmingly woke, hmm. Steven Seagal, pro-immigration. Was he? Very pro, because uh, in the movie... Uh, he was following uh, following around one of the bad guys, mm-hmm. one of the bad CIA gentlemen. and uh, uh, Let's not dignify them by calling them gentlemen. One of the bad CIA bastards. Yeah. Bastardos. St- one of the straight white male CIA operatives. Yeah, the, one of the Anglo-Saxon CIAs. <laughs> uh, but he followed him to his church, like his regular personal church that he goes to. This is also my f- uh, one of my favorite things about Italian guys and like movies. <laughs> Is that, like, they're always hard as fuck and, like, killing each other, but then they also, like, got to go to church and, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. pay their respects. Yeah, my favorite part about that is, like, it's always empty. They, always they empty. They never go to church for mass. Oh, they just drop never. You wouldn't catch them dead at a church service, dude. They're just going to sit in that room solemnly. They're like, yeah, they just go to think. That's awesome. It's insane. I remember being pissed off when I found out I couldn't just do that at churches, that they were, like, closed sometimes. Yeah, because I was batting around the idea of getting into going to church. Yeah, but, like, only in that context. Yeah, of course. Where it's empty and there's maybe, maybe two old ladies sitting at different sides of the room. (laughs) Yeah. It was going to be high as shit going to church by myself, and then maybe I'd meet, like, a wise old lady who would set me straight. Yeah. But instead I have to fucking reflect on my actions? That's bullshit. Fuck off. I want to look at Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. Think about what he means to me. Um, But yeah, so while he was staking him out, he ends up like running into the priest. The priest takes him into the basement. The priest is a guy he's friends with. And he shows him, uh, uh, shows him, uh, shows him this family or a couple of different families that he's like keeping at the church while they're like getting all their documentation in order. Yes. And uh, Stephen w- supported it. He was pro-immigrants. He <laughs> thought it was beautiful that they came to this country. I mean, that's nice. That's like a good argument for religion is like every like one in 30 guys, it tricks into being pro-immigration. Yeah. And the rest of them uh, super the other way. Yeah. Really anti. They're like, let's immigrate to other places yeah. and kill those Anti-immigration people. like enough to that it doesn't even matter that the other guy's pro-immigration. <laughs> <laughs> There's one guy who's pro-immigration and 29 guys who are pro-crusade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They don't balance out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, like this movie, it's just surprisingly uh, good. Yeah. Steven Seagal is a surprisingly perfect man. And normally when you say perfect man, it's a little tug in cheek, you know? Yeah. It's He's weird to a... women. He starts fights a little too frequently. That's what uh, how most Jean-Claude Van Damme movies are. But with this Steven Seagal, he is just a perfect man. He's and also I think straight edge in this. He, he is straight edge, dude. Like this is the type like a blue haired liberal could watch this and be like, yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> From your wokest cousin to your least woke uncle. Yeah. It, there really is something for everyone. Do you like saying the N-word or do you despise saying the N-word? Check out Above the Law. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, this is, a, it is honestly one of the most broad appeal movies we've ever seen. There's something for everybody here. It's crazy. And also, uh, everybody has a mullet in this movie. Yeah. Do they? Oh, yeah. I guess that was just the 80s, baby. Like, there's there's definitely more characters with mullets than without mullets in this movie. <laughs> like, and I was keeping, like, not even close. Yeah. Th- there was a bar scene where everyone had a mullet in it. Did you know that's what the Bechdel test is? 
if you have if two mullets if two characters with mullets talk to each other about something else uh, something other than having mullets yeah that then that's how you know it's a progressive movie. <laughs> uh also did you know that j- this was uh john c Riley's first role don't know who that is didn't know that fact john c Riley was in boogie nights he was the best friend in that movie he was also the uh s- other stepbrother and stepbrothers with oh, will damn. ferrell huh and i always wondered who that guy was yeah yeah, he uh, played an uncredited henchman in this. Nice. Well, he did good. I would say he stole the show. Yeah. My friends always make fun of my Italian accent, but uh, after I heard Steven Seagal's Italian accent, which he only does intermittently throughout the movie. Oh, yeah, that's the thing with Seagal, <laughs> dude. Seagal <laughs> felt very validated. If you, did you notice how Seagal code-switched the entire movie? I don't know what that means. Code switching is when you change the way that you talk depending on who you're speaking to. But Seagal, <laughs> Seagal would do it a lot uh, when in this movie whenever he would talk to a black guy on screen. Okay. He would just like call them as homies and his dogs. Oh, yes. And, I did. And then like dap them up and then just like go back to being like, so when are we going to rendezvous with the, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, like, yeah. immediately. But that's what code switching is, when you switch up the way that you talk to try and match your perceived, you know, what other what you think other people are going to talk like or how. Yeah, well, a guy whatever. like me would never have heard about that because I'm very comfortable with yeah, myself. Yeah, a guy like me has heard about it because I do it all the time. I don't change my personality based on if I want someone to like me or not. I just code switch to be more or less white depending on who I'm talking to. Respect. I mean, sorry, swag. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, no, it was. Uh, but then he also does it with Italian guys. Like when he, he ta- does, when he goes back to the old neighborhood, he talks like so much more Italian <laughs> than he does when he's like, he's like, police freeze. And then he goes back to his parents house and he's like, mama, make me the ravioli. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Steven Seagal really has no sense of self. <laughs> yeah. That man I mean, is, that's a true actor. That is an actor. He he really is just like giving whatever you give him right back. <laughs> right back. <laughs> there were parts in this movie where I thought he was Cuban. I couldn't tell if he was Italian or Cuban. He can't good, even tell, dude. I don't portion. think anybody knows his true ethnicity. I mean, Seagal, what is that? like? That's probably like Scottish or something. Let's see if we can find it, because he does portray himself as an Italian. It would be so funny if he was Italian. I don't know why. His mother was of Dutch, English, and German descent, while his father was the son of Russian Jews who immigrated to the U.S. When he was five years old, he moved with his parents to Fullerton, California. Well, that makes the movie even more progressive because, uh, you know, the Jews and the Italians, famously. American, Russian, Serbian. Was Steven Seagal really a Navy SEAL? He has not been a navy seal wow that's fucked is steven seagal <laughs> really a black belt black belts in aikido karate judo and kendo wait he's actually a real black belt yeah but like i would say like aikido's fake martial art karate after you mma came out fake martial art judo fake martial art kendo fake martial art I feel like you're invalidating a lot of martial arts right now. Only the martial. Do you know they're fake, or are you just saying that they're fake? Judo's a little bit real. Karate's a little bit real. <laughs> but kendo, that's just like the sword fighting with those bamboo swords. It's like get a metal sword and we'll talk. <laughs> fence, how about? <laughs> I guess. I guess. Yeah. I mean, fencing with reeds is not. I wouldn't call it fake, but it's. I wouldn't call it real either. But yeah. karate, I think, is real. Karate is real, but, like, you know, you you put up karate against a Mike Tyson type of guy, you're going to die. Well, what if you're faster? You're just not going to be. I don't know, man. Something in me. It's impossible. I got this force inside me that tells me I could outmaneuver Mike Tyson in the ring. You're wrong. Watch, uh, no, I was going to say watch a movie, but, like, that would invalidate my argument. Don't watch Eat Man 2. I'm going to watch it. No. And I'm going to prove to myself <laughs> and to you that I could. I, they call me um, Lightning McBoxer. Is <laughs> 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 oh, man. And one of the commonly asked questions about Seagal, it's, is Aikido really useless? <laughs> what does it say? They thought he was talking crazy and the words were not important. They talked. Oh, wait. 
<laughs> oh, this is on an Akita website. I don't yeah. feel like this is. That's so funny that uh, on your Akita website you have to have. Is it useless on the facts page? <laughs> it's like, yeah, probably. If that's a frequently asked question, yeah, it doesn't work. <laughs> you go to the FAQ of the CIA website. It's just like not even any questions. It just in big bold text. It's like, no, we do not sell drugs. <laughs> yeah, never have, never will. We are uninvolved in the Middle East, the Far East, and the West, for that matter, <laughs> and the North and the South. <laughs> yeah, never been. <laughs> Nobody in the CIA has ever been anywhere. <laughs> Oh, man. I really like... I love that they have to address that Aikido isn't useless. Can I tell you my favorite line in the film? Yeah, what is it? I don't remember who said it, and I don't remember what context it was in. But at one point in the movie, a guy just goes, and I quote, Why don't the fuck you assholes leave me alone? And then they just didn't reshoot it. <laughs> they, they just left that in they're like perfect we got it well yeah i mean they were like well you'd be angry you know of course you would uh stumble over your words if you really wanted the fuck those assholes to leave you alone i guess yeah you could make a case that this movie was like so far ahead of its time this like, movie is genius every bad part of this movie could be argued into being a good part and i think that we have done so yeah this movie was perfect steven seagal's cool steven seagal's clear Pam Greer is cool. He has a lady, uh, ple- uh, lady partner. Yeah, on the police cool force. She, she's sick as shit. She rules. Yeah, love yeah. Pam Greer. And she got shot, which I feel like is progressive. Very hard. You don't see a lot of women getting shot. And he also had a wife. A very happy marriage. Guess what? No jealousy there. No cheating. No cheating. No suspected cheating. No, he didn't even kiss his wife in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Which just goes to prove my theory that Steven Seagal doesn't know how to kiss. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I honestly, I think he would be like a guy who e- like both eats your face and also leads with tongue. Yeah, Steven Seagal strikes me as full open mouth, very stiff tongue. And I feel like he has a huge tongue, too. It's like I that's mean, just the impression I get from him. Well, I mean, like the way hearing him talk, he really like his mouth is full of his words, you know? Yeah. But also it's just like, look at his body. Like there's no way like a, a dainty, like a dainty, eloquent tongue is coming out of that. mouth. No, because that's the thing with Steven Seagal is even when he's skinny, like he looks big in this movie. <laughs> like yeah. that guy's just a wide man. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like his tongue, it's like soft, but it's too wet. You know? Yeah. He does it does sound like he has a wet mouth in there. Anyway. Big wet slopper. I do kinda wanna kiss him. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it. What'd you think of the <laughs> what'd you think of the ending of this movie? Um uh, riddle me remind me. Well, I mean like honestly the movie from a movie watching standpoint kinda it gets a little exhausting, I thought, in the last quarter of it. It's a lot of gunfights, a lot of fist fights. I was locked in. I kind of felt like they lost I don't remember how it ended, but I was locked in. But uh, it basically just ended with uh, him taking down that fucking guy and offering to uh, be a witness against the CIA in court. Oh, yeah, Testify against them all. Yeah, which is, uh, you know. He turned state's witness. badass as fuck. It is sick, because we're we're notoriously anti-snitch on this podcast. And we would like to maintain our anti-snitch code. I would like to allow one exception, and that is if you are snitching on the CIA. There is an amendment in our Constitution. You can't snitch unless it's on a government agency. Yeah, you and can't. Then please snitch. No, my, my, my stance on snitching is very similar to my stance on, uh, you know, punching up and down in comedy. You can't snitch down. You can't snitch up. Actually, you might have just did something right there. <laughs> That's kind of crazy. It's all about snitching up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you. Yeah, I think that's fair. You I'm not going to take allowed. down a guy lower than me. I'm not going to about to pin my, you know, my my the hand I had in a drug deal operation on just a lowly foot soldier. But you know, the CIA. Yeah, fuck him. Fucking what's that guy's name? Alan Dulles. Somebody needed a snitch on his ass. Yeah, maybe he wouldn't have been so cocky. <laughs> think about that. But also, I would like to say, don't snitch sideways either. No, don't yeah. snitch on your boys. No, no, no lateral snitching. Yeah, no downward snitching. Only snitch up. Yeah. Um, I like when 
like w- when he finds out about the shipment and then he goes to a nightclub to investigate like that just made me realize like i i hate nightclubs now a lot yeah but imagine how much worse they were in the 80s it was like the exact same but the music is worse and you have to wear a suit for some reason yeah that's so funny and when did guys stop wearing suits to nightclubs yeah, I don't know. I was thinking. I think about that a lot when I watch these movies and see how nicely everyone dressed. I really like how there was just a time. I think it was probably around 2005 mm-hmm. where everyone was like, "No, S- juicy sweatpants." Yeah, <laughs> it probably actually was when juicy sweatpants <laughs> came <Yeah>. out. <laughs> yeah, that's that th- that was a look like you could just like I mean, not a guy, but like you know, Britney Spears could wear a full juicy sweat sweatsuit, and everyone would be like, "Wow." Yeah. That looks good. And I guess for guys, it was when the Adidas tracksuit came out. Uh, yeah, I mean, Adidas tracksuits have always been... We should bring those back. But I mean, like, I don't know if it was Adidas tracksuits. Maybe, like... I guess... Maybe when Kanye would just wear a bunch of sh- baggy shit that was beige. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, we're done. When Kanye wore the pink polo, everyone was like, I guess I can dress how I want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he really did change the world, man. I think it was, uh, you know how, like, there was a while in the 90s where every guy was wearing those fucking, like, Tommy Bahama, like, it has a collar, but it doesn't really have a collar shirt? I think that was the end of the suit era and the beginning of the moral degeneration of our society. (laughs) Me and Hitler both agree that our society has morally degenerated. Yeah, you should try and track the sales of Tommy Bahama shirts and (laughs) cross-reference it with crime in America. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that would be Italian-phobic, I think. Um, Yeah, I mean, I like action movies, dude. I'm sick of pretending that I don't like them. No, action movies are sick. I spent a lot of my life acting like, oh, it's fucking dumb. What, is a guy just going to beat the shit out of another guy? Yes, he is, and it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing with action movies. It's like, is it made well? Is it sick, and the guy beats the shit out of him in a cool, stunning way? Awesome. Or is it bad, and the guy beats the shit out of him in an obviously fake, very funny way? I'm as locked in. Like, yeah. you just can't go wrong. Yeah. Honest. A bad action movie I do like more than a good action movie. Exactly. But there's nothing wrong with a good one. And I'm sick of being fake smart all the time. Oh, I want to see a story. Well, I don't anymore. <laughs> I want to see 27 successive fights. Well, and this, like, and this was perfect. Like, it really has the best of both worlds. It does. It's got, like, a good plot. It's a little light, but, like, the core of the plot is compelling. Yeah. Uh, and it is just successive goofy fight scenes. I think why it was so engaging to me is because it like it really f- like filled my desire for watching like stupid fighting. But then it also was like working on my politics brain. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, <laughs> man, I know. Time. Like, As I was watching this, it's like, oh, this is the perfect brat. Like if it had nice music and pretty colors, <laughs> his number one favorite. You animate this shit, dude. <laughs> I'm not watching anything else. <laughs> Yeah, it was fucking... This is a great movie. This really was great. I recommend it to everybody. Um, I do think this this movie and like movies like it, uh, where the main character is a badass cop who plays by his own rules, that really teaches our parents that being a cop is cooler than it actually is. Yeah. Because like, you watch this movie and you're like, oh, I guess all cops do is just like high-speed car chases and then like the occasional gunfight. But really, you just like write tickets... No, but you do a lot of paperwork. Yeah, as a cop. really, you're actually all the other cops on the force who are like, Steven, you got to drop this case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, fucking, who's this guy going rogue? Yeah, leave the CIA alone. Yeah. Really, that's what being a cop is like defending yeah. the feds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the cops are the first line of defense for the feds. They are. <laughs> you're not huh. defending anything except corporate capitalist interests, and we all know it. Damn, bitch. So take that, motherfucker. Yeah. If there's any FBI agents listening to this, shut the fuck up. Ratata. Don't review this episode if you work for the FBI. Yeah, you hear that, FBI? Shooter's gonna get shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they say. Shooters get shot, too. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's parody non-actionable, but I am, <laughs> I am just saying it. Um, yeah, I think also, you know how, like, the mob is sick? Yeah. 
I think. The oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know about that. <laughs> <laughs> really, because you strike me as a guy who doesn't know how cool the mafia is. I think the exact moment that the mafia stopped being uh, cool is when they were like trying to when the CIA was trying to use the mob to assassinate Castro. Yeah, I think that's when they stopped being pimps because then they started working for the government. I don't know, man. I I really like that. That really just kind of paints the full picture of the USA. Like it is just it's a a syndicate. Yeah. The USA is like, we don't want to be criminals. We want to be a guy who tells a guy to pay a criminal to do the crime that we. Yeah. And like that's just their that's been their M.O. for the last 70 or so years. Yeah. The USA is just like doing crimes through shell companies. Yeah. Yeah. Crime by proxy. Yeah. Which I mean, you know what I mean. That's who's to say that's a bad way to run a country. No, you can't say that. There's no evidence that that's been a net negative on the world. I just, man, I just love, I, I love the way the U.S. runs its country, just doing covert, the grimiest, filthiest, worst shit ever. Well, it's funny because you think about the British Empire, and those guys were just like, they would send British guys to go do atrocities, right? Yeah. And then that that has its merits, right? Because, like, maybe you're witnessing an atrocity, and you're like, oh, that's kind of funny that he's, like, saying jolly rightio didgeridoo while he massacres a village and stuff like america kind of took the fun out of it no yeah well america just has like two degrees of separation between them and all their atrocities so like unless you're actually researching it you can't really pin it back to them yeah uh, and it just lets them you know go crazy on cuba for doing land reform and it's like yeah was that really that bad so a couple yeah. of rich guys lost their land so Oops. a couple of kilometers of land stopped being used to, you know, make slaves harvest sugar. Yeah. So so what? The United Fruit Company had to withdraw from Cuba. Oh, big fucking deal. What'd they do? Go to El Salvador? <laughs> I'm not clear on which one was first and which one was second, but I would say it's a 50-50 chance that's what they did. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Cuba's sick though. They just like it's like twenty years after they got the U.S. out of there, they just like cured lung cancer. Yeah, Cuba. Th- I I like I like what they're about. Meanwhile, we're just still fucking whacking guys. Yeah, you know it's not a perfect nation, but the fact that they uh, exist is a big fucking middle finger to America. Which is you know that's sick. Um, we should start planning all our moves in empty churches. I was thinking that for us. Yeah, th- we should just start recording the episode. Like, the next episode of the cast is going to have a lot of echo in it. You guys <laughs> will all know why. Me and Brad are filming it during in a church on a Monday. Yeah, and the intro song, Ave Maria. <laughs> is that a Catholic song? No, why not? They all are. I think um, when they blew up the church uh, in this movie, that inspired all the... Uh, uh, do I... Uh, I'm going to say it, and then we'll see what happens after I say it, if I want to edit it out. Yes. Uh, do you ever second-guess your joke right in the middle of it? Yeah. I did the code switch thing earlier <laughs> that I regretted. <laughs> I think when they blew up the church uh, in this movie, that inspired all the red handprints that we have been seeing recently. Oh! Ew! Ew! Don't be saying shit like that. Yeah, can you But that, that just out? goes back to how there's something for everyone in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, it's funny to me that in this movie, St- Seagal's not jacked. He no, just has a barrel chest. But if you look at his arms, his arms are just guy arms. No, yeah, no. He looks <laughs> he like has, very regular. Like He, he has was very not, skinny arms in this movie. This isn't peak Seagal. I would say under Siege Seagal is Seagal in his peak form. I will say the probably the only problematic thing about this movie, and I think it stretches across all Seagal movies specifically, is it just really contributes to American exceptionalism. He's just such a fucking guy. Yeah. That every guy who watched this is just like, yeah, I could do that. Well, it's like, it honestly, yeah, it's American exceptionalism. It's that toxic masculinity thing where, you know, y- you see all these fucking, like, just average white guys thinking that, like, they're hot shit and that they're amazing. And it's like, no, you're just fucking yeah. a guy. It's, but it's like, because they see shit like this where Steven Seagal is just being a fucking guy. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, my God. 
god, you're amazing. <laughs> Thank they're you, like, Captain well, Guy. Yeah, and they're like, why doesn't ex- that extend to me? My hairline's way more fucked than his is. <laughs> <laughs> it is a it's a pretty funny political stance that this movie has, where it's just like the CIA's bad, but everyone who benefits from the CIA, they're good. Yeah, they're the underdog still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess maybe maybe it's regressive that their take on the CIA is really just a couple of bad apples argument. Yeah, but I don't think they use the bad apple thing. I think they are anti-CIA. I just think they're also just like, yeah, but like the culture that contributed to why we need to use them, that's good. Yeah. We just should have stopped. Yeah. Yeah, we should have just had some more local boys we on sh- the case. You know what? We should have stopped at the OSS. I'll say it. I'm not scared to say it. I think the OSS was the better one. Yeah, I don't think we should have a CIA, but I do think we should allow the Chicago Police Department to handle all our foreign affairs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they've been doing a good job down there in Chicago. They have been. Right? Well. Um, Yeah. yeah. I mean, mean, our parents should have learned, like, some stuff from this. But instead, all they learned was, like, I think I could do those fight moves. Yeah, they were like, oh, mullets are tight. <laughs> yeah, I like having high-rise jeans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was literally it. They were too busy looking at his tight-ass pants and his perfect hair to acknowledge all the flaws in our government. Yeah, the only thing they learned was I should put my son in karate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you got anything else our parents learned from this shit? Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like it might give uh, people... Um, you know, well, maybe might give people the sense that they should give their drunk uncles a little too much leeway. Mm-hmm. Might see a guy acting like Steve. If you ever see a guy acting like Steven Seagal in real life, he's not sick. He's y- hammered. Yeah. Uh, stay away from him. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. I feel like this uh, move. a lot of the lessons in this movie kind of just whooshed over everybody's heads. And uh, yeah. It's a shame. This does deserve a rewatch. It does. Look like, into this if you've never this seen movie's it. This movie's so funny. It's so funny to see like a movie cuz I know like this movie wasn't made by leftist liberals, but to yeah. see a movie that totally plays into everything that they're yelling about now, just yeah. made by a pro-cop gun-toting I mean, action hero. You know the guy who paid for this movie was like in the red scare. Like he played a big part, probably. It's, yeah, no, it's 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 the best. It's genuinely so funny. Like this feels like all those, um, I don't know, like those capitalist memes where they describe socialism, and it's like, yeah, okay, socialism. Oh, you mean working for nine dollars an hour for some giant corporation just to? And it's like, oh, you're describing capitalism, right? Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like one of those, but yeah, no, I, I it's so funny. This movie rocked. The action in it was a little gratuitous and honestly kind of drawn out, but, like, what do you want from a Steven Seagal movie? I mean, yeah, you, it, you're not going to have a perfect, perfect man movie. They don't exist. No. But this is as close as they come. Genuinely as close as they come. Like, I loved it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, check it out, dude. Seriously. If this you is, haven't seen it, fucking... Like, you could... If this... if it, Genuinely, like, if you remade this movie, it would make headlines. Yeah. Like, people would go crazy. I mean, you'd probably get whacked if you... Yeah. If you made this You'd now. get interviewed. They'd pull you aside. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't get funding for you, it. You, you would be a guest on so many fucking podcasts. Joe Rogan would be tapping oh, your line. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. If you made this now, you'd get on Rogan. Yeah. Undoubtedly. Yeah, someone should remake this. If we got any listeners down in Hollywood... Talk to us. I I have this thing in my head where I think everyone who lives in Hollywood can make a movie. Yeah, they can. It's purely geographical yeah. whether or not you can make <laughs> movies. But yeah, I don't know. Tap into it. Look into it. Check it out. And uh, I don't know. Thanks for listening. Yeah. This has been Your Parents Watch. This brought to you by Comedy Here Often and um, I don't know, some other fucking thing. Thanks. Thank you. Mwah.